Welcome to Empowered Women. At In Empowered Women series, we talk to inspiring women so that we can share it with aspiring women leaders. And uh, well, this all this is all this is so that we can bring all these wonderful experiences to women. And our motive is that we want to put women in position of power so that there is a real gender equality at workplace. Mm -hmm. And today we have with us Anu Chitrapu. And uh, Anu's uh, main job that pays her bills is she is senior VP at uh, Bank of America. But that's not what we are going to talk to her about. We are going to talk about her passion, her passion of uh, changing the world. And do you want to say anything about that, Anu? Oh, changing the world uh, sounds a little bit lofty. I'm not sure I'm there yet. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, would try. Um, and you described it well, uh, Purnima. I mean, um, I do love my work. And, you know, it's a different kind of challenge there. Um, but I also am passionate about uh, the various causes that I'm involved with. And, uh, you know, I don't look at the two of them as uh, separate because there's a lot of uh, best practices in uh, corporate America that I think we should um, and can bring uh, to the nonprofit world to make them uh, more impactful, you know, more efficient, um, um, etc. So I do see as one influencing the other. And I like that, you know, because, you know, I can say this about you and refer to the conversations that I have had, you know, some time back or during the time of knowing you, which is like, you know, like it is nonprofits. Fine, business's responsibility is, or, you know, what they try to do is make more money. That's why they need to have a strategic approach or very mm -hmm. uh, planned approach. And nonprofits' responsibility is to use whatever money they have they need to use it more efficiently. They need to be able to get, have that every dollar go as further as they can take. And that also needs, needs strategy and planning. Definitely. And you can only bring it from the world that has it to the world that needs it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my, obviously my question is, you know, I understand your logic of uh, how both worlds feed into each other and empower you as one person. But, there are a lot of women who want to do it. Not everyone has time for it. Mm -hmm. So how do you make that time? Ah, so I'll say this, Purnima. I think everything is about time management. You know, when someone tells me, oh, I'm like so busy, I don't have, you know, I really question because uh, even CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, they do have time for their passion. So I do think it's a matter of uh, where your priorities are. Um, and how much passion you have for something that you want to do. And if you are truly passionate, you know, I do believe you can make the time. Uh, and the time is not, it's not like, you know, you set aside time separately from there. Every now and then, sometimes I'm on a plane going from Boston somewhere and I'm sitting on the plane. There's not much you can do on the plane. Yeah, I do see people working sometimes, but that's the time when, um, you know, I take out my laptop or even just on my iPhone and I'm typing up some notes for um, something that I'm working with, you know, some, some cause related stuff. Or I have some idea and I say, oh, let me just quickly uh, type it up so I don't forget. Um, so you can steal moments here and there, um, you know, at least to put your thoughts down and then in the weekend spend time and um, 
you know just hash out the full plan so yeah i'm 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 not one to say i'm so busy that i really don't have time <laughs> or maybe i'm not that busy <laughs> that's actually that's you know if you're it's like other way of saying that i know how to manage my time well that's why i'm not busy yeah maybe <laughs> but uh, and it's also priority right like what's your priority is your priority to um watch a netflix movie or is your priority to you know meet with friends or is your priority uh cooking a favorite dish it's 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 different from different people and i'm not saying um neither is right or wrong i think it's what you like and what you choose to do and everybody needs to decide their priorities absolutely yep yeah i am very thankful that you know for the world i am thankful that your priority is your non profit world and i don't think i i mentioned it but anu is involved almost in every non profit in greater boston area like i we can do that game we can do that game one time <laughs> anu that you know i can list out the the uh nonprofits in greater boston area and if you have never ever done anything for one of them then we can say that <laughs> how did that happen okay i think there's a little bit of uh, exaggeration here but um um it's something that you know i think i started like maybe 20 25 years back um even when my kids were very young um i always felt that i needed something other than just work and kids um to get myself in, involved with and feel like you know i think that i can um uh, help out in some way and um, you know there are many uh, nonprofits in uh, boston that are great nonprofits um and of course many of them um targeting causes in india which are very close uh, to my heart um and they are run by you know fantastic group of people who are um, uh, very successful in the for profit world also and they are bringing the best practices so there's a lot to learn from them um not just from the non profit world but even just when you work with them on a cause right uh, there is opportunity to learn a lot uh, from them so that's how i started getting involved um and then you know one thing led to another and um, every cause that i heard about i was like oh wow that can be really impactful <laughs> so uh yeah a little bit of um getting excited with everything i i know people have said that about me but every non profit idea i hear about i'm like wow that is really impactful you know why didn't i think about it so that's how i got involved with everything which is kind of true which is i i really admire people who can you know pick up one cause and dedicate their entire life to a cause mm. and i am also kind of a person where you know i i feel like there are there's so many things which are important it's not one thing or the other right. there are so many things which need to be done yeah. and and if it's and if it's not your primary profession then it's easier to do wherever you can make an impact wherever you can bring about that change yeah. so can i am always curious about like when was the first time that you start you told me that you know you started because you wanted to do something bigger than yourself do you mm-hmm. remember your first experience or how did it start yeah you know my first experience um actually i have to give complete credit to my mom um so i'm the youngest of four siblings 
and uh, my earliest memories of uh, you know working with some organization are um, after my older three siblings would be sent off to school uh, and I was not yet in school my mother would take me with her to Cheshire home uh, which was an orphanage and this was in uh, Burnpur in West Bengal so I would go with her and she would uh, teach the kids there and I would just play with like you know whichever kid was willing to uh, play with me so I formed like a group of friends with all the uh, special children there and I never thought of it as like anything different or a cause I thought this is what everyone did um, and that's my earliest memory so and my mom, you know, with four kids and all, life was busy. I mean, there were a lot of things, but she always made time um, for this and a lot of other causes. So um, I think that is how I got involved. So when I, you know, when I grew up and I came here, it was just natural that the first thing I do is, okay, what organization can I attach myself to? You know, what can I do? So, uh, and my mom would ask me, so what are you doing? What else other than work? What else are you doing? So. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's how I started. So it feels like a family culture. It feels like that's how I was brought up and that's how you live a life. Definitely. Yeah. Isn't that a beautiful thing? I, I think, you know, it should be part of all children's growing up process that what you yeah. do for the community, what you do for the society is as important as what you do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And when you grow up with that, right, you don't actually... Uh, question it as or you don't even think like hey i'm doing something uh, special or something right it's something that i think it's every person's responsibility and you just do it for that reason yeah now i want to know you know like i this is a question for your best experience that that this is when i thought that this is why i do it like you know that satisfaction that you get you get it every now and then but there are yeah. few incidences that stick with you yeah, um, there are many, um, and I'll give you like maybe my top three. <laughs> so uh, very recently, um, I visited uh, India through AIF, American, American India Foundation. And, um, you know, we went and visited this uh, little settlement um, in uh, Dang Forest in Gujarat. And we met with uh, migrant families, um, actually the children of migrant families. And uh, there was this little girl there um, and she said, she was like maybe, I don't know, six, seven years old. Um, and we asked her where her parents were and she said, um, I don't know, um, they are not here. They are cutting sugarcane somewhere. Uh, and then we said, oh, so when are they coming back? And she said, I, I don't know. I don't know when they'll come back. When were they last here? She said, uh, maybe a year back. I mean, it was just a few months, but she didn't have that concept of, uh, um, and AIF is doing some really good work with these migrant families. Um, you know, there are these uh, after-school programs where um, they teach the kids and bring the kids up to par with their peers. Because typically these migrant families, they um, either take their children with them wherever they are going, and as a result, the children don't have proper education, or they leave the kids behind in the village and go away. And you know, little kids are looking after other little kids. Like a 10 year old sibling may be looking after like six and seven year old sibling. And so you can imagine, you know, school is not going to be that important part of, uh, of their everyday uh, living. So I met that, I met, I mean, we saw a lot of kids, but this 
particular kid just because I spoke with her and I took pictures with her and all that just stuck in my mind. And then we came back here. And as soon as we came back here, the COVID thing, you know, hit really badly and uh, things got shut down here. We are all in their homes, in our homes. Um, and then we realized that the parents of these kids are still in the cities where they're working. And, you know, they probably don't even have a way to reach the uh, villages. And I just couldn't help but think about like, I wonder what's happening to this girl and the other kids we met and their parents. And then we read the article in New York Times and you know there was a lot of focus on the migrant families. And it suddenly felt like so real the need that those migrant families had. And then AIF started working quickly, pivoting the model and saying, okay, we can't do the schools right now because they can't go there. But you know, let's use the money we have, uh, make sure that all these families have food and shelter, uh, little books that they dropped off in their houses, etc. And that was the moment, right, that I felt, I'm so glad I went on that trip uh, with AIF. And I actually met these migrant families. And um, I'm so glad I'm part of AIF because here is something that we are doing which can actually change people's lives. So that was the moment, um, one of the moments I would say where um, I really felt um, felt very, I don't know, I can't explain that feeling, you know, the, the feeling that you get not that, oh, I'm, you know, I contributed to this or something, but that I was right there and I know what these people are going through. Um, so that was, that was uh, one big moment for me. The other is um, my sisters and I, we have a, a social enterprise, it's called Nirvana. Um, and it all started because my mother, she was totally into recycling. So she kept telling us, you, know, you shouldn't waste fabric, even if you can't wear it anymore, I'm sure you can make stuff with it. And she started making little products. So we have a group of women in Chennai who, uh, who make uh, products and then we sell them and then we use. So we pay them for making the products, we save fabric and then whatever profits we get from the sales, we put it back um, into women empowerment. So we pay fees for their children, particularly if they're girl children. Um, we buy sewing machines for them, um, stuff like that. Um, and you know, they come to the center where there are sewing machines and they don't, a lot of them don't even own their own. They do their work and they go. Um, last year when I went to India, uh, one of the women who works there, uh, she said to me, she said, you know, this has really changed my life because now my husband is actually looking at me with respect. And that to me was like, you know what, even if we could do it just for one, that one woman, that's fine. Um, and it's so important, right? Economic independence, unless you have that in India, in those, there are, I'm not saying everywhere this is the same and all families are not the same, but typically um, this is a problem. It's like, if you don't have economic independence, you know, you don't get the equality or the respect that you, you know, it's not just that woman that you talked about in Nirvana that that financial independence changed the way she was perceived. She started looking at herself differently. Yeah, it gives you confidence when you yeah. So it's not just a woman who is making bags in in a nonprofit. It's yeah. women at all levels. Right. Everywhere. And just wanted to mention that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's it's true. It's true. There is there is a confidence that comes with um, economic independence and uh, you know equality 
um, and all of that. And, you know, I really don't, I know sometimes people say, oh, you need to be a working woman for, you know, for you to be happy or for your, for your husband or your home. To, I don't believe that at all. You know, I think that is not the definition uh, in my mind of empowered. You, it's not the job. Um, it's, it's a whole lot of other things um, that make up the whole. Yeah. So. It's, 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 you know, economic independence is not just whether you work outside of home or not work. It's just mm-hmm. economic independence. Yeah. It's, it's that it is. It's not you earning money, but it's right. you having enough money to be able to support yourself or yeah. be able to make decisions in the household or whatever. Yeah. 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 You know, again, I, I do think that sometimes, you know, people do get misguided with like this whole notion of what does uh, women's liberty mean or like, you know, what is freedom, what is empowerment and what is um, like, I don't think that being allowed to just, you know, smoking or drinking, that is any sort of empowerment or freedom. And I hate movies that focus on that as the new empowered woman. You absolutely uh, hate those movies because I feel you're giving such a wrong message there's so much we can do. I mean, we already know that smoking causes all these problems. So, but just because men are doing it, are we so stupid that that's what we want? And I feel that's what they bring us down to when they say, you know, when uh, movies show that, that the modern empowered woman is smoking. I, I mean, I don't want to get started on that. That's not the topic of conversation, but, um, but you get what I mean. Yes, and I totally agree with you. It's the perception and you know real life real life shows movies and, and movies influence real life so yeah i am yeah. sure there are women who might feel that oh so this is what freedom looks like yeah yeah uh, anyways i now you know i uh because i want to keep it brief <laughs> yeah yeah sure go ahead so there is one more question uh, I, I know i was the key part of not keeping it brief because i just couldn't help talking to anu <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> yes, yeah. I enjoy talking to you a lot. And so I want to you know you talked about positive experiences and I know that you know it's not always beautiful things and glories and success and victories. Mm-hmm. Was there any experience that made you feel oh god, I just don't want to do this anymore or you know that frustrating moments that come and go. Does anything come to your mind? Um, no, you know, I'll say most, you know, almost everyone I've worked with, uh, they're very close to the cause. And uh, once you can separate all the noise from the cause and say, okay, this is the cause and this is what I'm here for, um, you know, you can sort of get over that frustration. But I, I will say, um, if the people in a nonprofit make it more about themselves than the cause, and, you know, it's like jostling for a position and, um, you know, here is me and I am this and I am that. Um, I don't tend to do well with such um, such organizations. And um, in the past, you know, there have been, have has been at least one case where I said, okay, I'm out of here. Um, I think, you know, you guys can do this on your own. I still believe in the cause, all that. But um, for me, you know, I don't like it when um, it becomes about the people and not about the cause. So that's and that's like that's very wonderfully put and that i was just going to say that doesn't work with for profits also it's like whenever people put themselves yeah. 
before the bigger i wouldn't say greater good exactly but the bigger interest yeah yeah the mission of the organization whether it's a profit or non-profit um, yeah. It, yeah it just doesn't work and you know like i'm going to leave everyone in suspense which is it also has to do with your story of the that man the beard man on the hill <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> because you can recognize certain things you have that filter you are able to select right things and out of all these experiences that you have with nonprofits you could only remember one that was not so good yeah yeah and you know there are some fantastic organizations here um and i mean like you said i am involved with uh, quite a few and i will say i want to put in a plug for uh, saheli i've been involved with saheli for a very long time and you know the work they do is just fantastic i mean i kept thinking when i joined saheli earlier that you know another 10 years we won't need this kind of service and that will be great um they help victims of uh, domestic violence but unfortunately that is not true and um it's not a cause that you know everyone flocks to help out with um you know a lot of people are like uh, you know i'll give money but it's not something that i want to be in it so uh but we, i think we've changed that and more and more people are coming forward uh, to support the organization so i do have a very good feeling about boston and all the uh, causes that people are involved in you know it's a very caring community i i i absolutely agree with you and it is really unfortunate that uh, i find it you know every now and then i find it unfortunate also that people like domestic violence work has been started since 60s 70s and 50 years after it we yeah. still are in in i absolutely respect work that saheli does and appreciate it and appreciate your involvement and i have seen how deeply you are involved just wanted to add one last thing about yeah. why like you might think okay fine men don't get involved in domestic violence work is obviously you know because they can't relate to it as easily mm -hmm. i kind of i kind of have my own as assumption i would say assumption because no one said this to me but uh, mm -hmm. about why women don't get involved uh because like when you know when i have been involved with you either with don or you know not as much with saheli but i talk about uh, domestic violence in mm -hmm. such things people have actually asked me why do you feel so passionately about it is you know have you have, were you ever abused in your life so like there is an assumption that you know if you are working for and they they never ask me about any other cause like that ever yeah. but it's like if you are working on domestic violence you have to be abused at some point and maybe you know that is the that is the relationship that people draw so someone who has never gone through domestic violence might be thinking mm -hmm. that you know i don't want to be perceived which is very unfortunate yeah and we need to change obviously you might be working on it already but that something needs to be changed so that we get more people involved and aware of it yeah and i do i will say you know it has changed purnima from when i've seen it before 
Um, and I think your assumption is right, but uh, you know, that's a stereotype. And uh, I feel confident that uh, maybe we've not completely broken that stereotype, but um, well on our way there. I am very thankful for that. And yeah. everything that you do with AIF, everything that you do with Nirvana, and that you do with Saheli, and, and, and many others that you did not mention, I am absolutely very thankful for that. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't want people to think like the ones I haven't mentioned are not important to me. They are also uh, very important to me. <laughs> I, I, I know. And if we started talking about all of those, we will need another one or two hours at least. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I met you at one, uh, at the ACL event, right? So yeah, ACL yeah. is also definitely something that I'm passionate about, so. Aren't they all wonderful organizations? They are. They are. So like I said, you know, the causes are all uh, very good. And I think impactful work is being done. So we all just have to find the time to make sure we can support as many of them as possible. Thank you so much.